Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. A game that was so important, so massive, that it was shifted to primetime television. Sunday night. You know, it's been Al Michaels. When Al Michaels is there and he shows up, it's big. He stays at the five-star hotel in Chicago. He takes his car service over to the stadium to call the Bears and the Vikings in Sunday night football. And Chicago holds off a furious comeback by a Viking team that had three points going to the fourth quarter. And the Bears win 25-20, to so they improve to 7-3. And if you look at the big picture, you say, well, the Chicago Bears and the, the playoff picture in the NFL, where do the Bears fall? There's clearly a point of demarcation in the NFL, the haves and the have-nots, but the Chicago Bears find themselves in a pretty good spot in the division. The Minnesota Vikings, this is a big opportunity for them. They have a uphill 
battle with their schedule the rest of the way, but a uh, really pathetic performance by the Vikings, just not competing offensively for most of this game. And then when they were fighting and just flailing away in the fourth quarter, they were able to make some things happen, which makes you wonder where the F was that the rest of the game. Where was that at the beginning of the game? And you, you look at the first half, there was nothing. There was just nothing there for the Minnesota Vikings. They had five first downs in the first 30 minutes of game action, and Kirk Cousins' quarterback rating at halftime was 33.2, which I think Michael Jordan averaged more back in his day with the Chicago Bulls than Cousins had as far as a passer rating against the (laughs) Chicago Bears. He got 57 yards passing at halftime. And I do not believe there was a moat around Soldier Field. I don't think that was what's going on. Uh, And Mitch Trubisky, who was getting hyped up as the second coming of uh, baby Jesus, uh, he wasn't very good either, although he, you know, he, had, he completed a lot of percentage, uh, high, high percentage of his passes in the first half. As the game went on, the Viking defense was able to find the cheat code to Mitch Trubisky. So let's break it down here. Let's start with the quarterback performance. The question on a night that saw the Minnesota Vikings go down to the Chicago Bears, Bears win 25-20. to 20. Uh, How would you grade Kirk? Cousins' performance against a Bears defense, which statistically is pretty good, but has played the hostess schedule for the most part this season. Well, I would, uh, I am going to grade Cousins uh, at a D minus. I was gonna go F. I don't know if I can give her, I could ever give out an F again after watching Nathan Peterman play. Uh, I mean, that to me, that anything that's even slightly better than Peterman. Uh, that is uh, that is uh, that's the bar. That's where the bar is. But my thoughts on this: you've got the enigma, the Kool Aid, and we'll start with number one. Kirk Cousins was brought to Minnesota and given the riches of Solomon to win games like this. More importantly, to play well in games like this. So in that light, it was disheartening that he wet his pants for the majority of this game. And even though that furious comeback in the second half and made a couple of things happen in the fourth quarter, it does not make up for the fact 45 minutes of football, Cousins was a non-factor, a non-entity. And as much as the mainstream football media wants to paint the Chicago Bears defense as a reincarnation of the monsters of the midway, let's live in realityville. I, I, I don't wanna, I'm, I'm tired of the narrative. It's a false narrative about the Chicago Bears defense. But they got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is amazing. He's the greatest thing in the world. He's better than Singletary back in the day. It's amazing. This Chicago Bears defense, my God, look at that number. The fourth best defense in football coming in. Last three weeks, the Bears have allowed 13 points a game. They're unreal. Top defense in football the last three weeks in the, in the, the statistical category of points allowed per game. Of course, a lot of that has to do with the opposition. Uh, Might I remind you that this same invincible, unstoppable Chicago Bears defensive unit allowed the Miami Dolphins and Brock Osweiler to run up and down the field with short passes turned into massive yardage in a game the Bears lost earlier this season. And 
Aaron Rodgers, who, let's be honest here, Rodgers has been a marginal quarterback this season for the Green Bay Packers, but in that first game after being taken out on a golf cart, Rodgers came back and sliced up the Chicago Bears defense late in the game. And Tom Brady, Tom Brady and the Patriots, who have been a very poor road show, very poor road show, but yet the Patriots were able to put up 38 points in Chicago against this Bears defense. So I, enough, yeah, the Bears, when they play the Jets, Bills, and uh, Cardinals and teams like that, man, are they great. Th- this defense is wonderful for Chicago, but but stop with that. And, and the, the Vikings have all these playmakers all over the place, and for most of the game, it's like they were handcuffed. It's unreal. And, and Cousins continues to be the same guy he was in Washington, good, bad, and ugly. The good the stats are solid, and he has numbers that can compare to many of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFL. That's the good. The bad, he has games like this, right? Games like this. He's an enigma. That's the ugly. Now, he's an enigma. Most of the time, Cousins is pretty good. There's some Russell Westbrook-like stat stuffing that goes on with Cousins, and he's got that brain fart that he mixes in that drives you nuts. And so he continues to be an enigma, and the Vikings are at his mercy here. They are not going to go anywhere as far as the upper echelon of the NFC unless Cousins can string together a bunch of solid performances. The Vikings' defense, they they were able to be beneficiary of some sloppy play by the Chicago Bears quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, but there were interceptions left all over the field. There were turnovers left all over the field. Here's Mike Zimmer, who looked like his fra- his face had frosted over. If you were watching the game on television, he had those bright red cheeks, and uh, yeah, it was not going well for Zimmer there. Uh, he was he was having a tough time with the cold weather in Chicago, and he points out the reason the Vikings walked off the field with a giant L. You know, but we didn't in the first half. We didn't play great defensively. Uh, we played a lot better in the second half. Most of it was missed tackles in the first half, I thought. But um, we made enough mistakes uh, tonight that uh, uh, didn't allow us to win. Yes, you did. Of course, if Cousins had played better in the first half and given you something, something you would have had a you would have had a shot. I mean, there was just nothing there. There's nothing, nothing there at all. Uh, here's more from. The Vikings side of things, here's uh, Kirk Cousins, who is used to walking off the field a loser in games like this back when he was with the Washington Redskins. Here's Cousins pointing out that the margins are thin in the NFL. The reasons we lost, you could argue Coach Zimmer sat there on Wednesday morning, Monday morning, and told us, hey, these are the keys to victory. We have to be good in these areas, red zone offense, uh, uh, protecting the football. Uh, We have to run the football well. And so the reasons we lost were, were no surprise to us in the sense that we knew they would be keys to victory and we weren't good enough in those areas. So the coach told you what not to do. You knew what not to do, and you still went out there and did it. Tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous from the, from the Vikings, who had 22 yards rushing. 22 yards rushing for the Minnesota Vikings. They averaged 1.6 yards per rushing attempt. Now, in fairness, they only ran the ball 14 times because they were behind the entire night. So why would you run the ball? Here's more from Kirk Cousins, who's buttering the Bears' biscuits. 
One of the recurring themes I felt throughout the game that I, I have to give their defense and their scheme a lot of credit is uh, we didn't have many explosive plays. It was a four or five yard gain here or there, and it forced you to keep converting third downs and to keep going down the field, 15 play drives. And that's a credit to the Bears and the way they played us and the way they took things away. So the Vikings with this loss find themselves, that is their fourth loss of the year, they lost to the Bills. That, that's the one. If the Vikings don't go to the playoffs this year, that's the one that will, will haunt them more than anything. It's, it's acceptable to lose to the Rams, which they did. It's acceptable to lose to the Saints, which they did. Although Breeze didn't play well in that game at all, and the, the, the Vikings still ended up losing that game. And the Bears, those are acceptable, passable losses. But that loss to the Buffalo Bills... That is going to have staying power as we get further and further into the season. Now, both the Vikings and Bears are both playoff teams at this moment. The Vikings in the number six spot, they're the last team in the NFC playoffs. The Seattle Seahawks breathing down their necks. The Dallas Cowboys also there. The Green Bay Packers, who you keep killing them. And we have the, I have done the eulogy for the Packers, but mathematically they're still – the number nine seed, but and they have a chance because of their schedule, but the eyeball test tells you no. Now, on the other side here, we, we must discuss Mitchell Trubisky. And as much as they tried to sell it, the more they tried to sell it, the less I was buying it. That, you know, Mitch Trubisky's wonderful, Mitch Trubisky's great, blah, blah, blah. Is he the real deal for the Bears? I am going to sell. Not going to buy, buy that. I'm going to sell Mitch Trubisky being the real deal for the Chicago Bears, and uh, I'll tell you why. Now, we, you know, we can go into all the minutia of the statistics and all that, but just watching him play, he is so off target regularly. And he's, well, the first half he only had two incomplete passes. But if you watch it, the Vikings were opportunistic. They They could have had many more turnovers than the ones that they did come up with in this particular game. And so you're, you're looking at this, you're like, well, wait a minute here. Uh, what are we doing? This has been the story for Mitch Trubisky all season, and yet the Bears keep winning games. You say, well, it doesn't matter. They're winning games. It doesn't matter. You can you know, look at the stats and all that. Trubisky had a quarterback rating of 61.9 in this game, and he got off to a decent start in the first half. And it continues to be a case where people talk about Trubisky. They celebrate his ability to run the ball. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, they were selling hard. They were selling this. I'm just not buying what they're selling. And the Bears have put all of their chips into the Mitch Trubisky bag. It's, it's almost like Michaels and Collinsworth got a memo from the NFL marketing arm saying that they have to drink the Kool-Aid of Trubisky. And I'm tired of hearing about legs. Legs are great if you're a supermodel, but if you're a quarterback, you need to have an arm. So stop with you know, the, the accuracy is what matters here. Trubisky is a slightly better version of Blake Bortles. That's my scouting report on Mitch Trubisky. He's someone that can run the football with efficiency. He certainly ran the football with efficiency in this game against the Vikings. He averaged over four yards a carry. But, again, the problem is throwing the football. Accuracy. And that's that's the bugaboo for Trubisky. And the first half, the numbers were not terrible. He only had a couple of incomplete passes. In the second half, 
He had a bunch more uh, on the incomplete pass list. So the, the last word here, if you look at the, the playoff picture and you say, well, one of these teams likely won't be in the playoffs. It's very competitive at the bottom of the NFC. I mentioned all these teams that are right around the same record, the Cowboys, Seahawks, uh, the the Bears, the Vikings. The Bears have a couple games at lead on Seattle and Dallas, the teams that are out of the playoffs, but the Vikings are barely holding on. The Vikings are barely holding on. The Panthers also, they lost on a two-point conversion fail attempt in Detroit, so the Panthers, they're also barely in there. The Redskins lost Alex Smith to snap, crackle, and pop to their quarterback. He's out for the year. And so the the Cowboys are like, hey, we're, we're right back in it. And the, the Seahawks are right there. And Green Bay, who I, I just – they don't appear to be a playoff. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They're going to have to find a way to string together a bunch of wins. I don't see how that happens considering the way they played the bulk of the season, mainly on the road. And they still have road games left. Uh, this fact, this coming week they play at – their next game is at Minnesota. That's a uh, the night game. So good luck. All right. It is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Oh, another fun Sunday in the NFL. We still have a big game coming up tonight. Monday night yeah. football. It's good to know the microphone is not fixed, Eddie. It's moving <laughs> down slowly, down, down, down. See that, Roberto? It, Look needs, at that. it needs a little uh little something extra there to it's gonna hit. keep it stiff. Yeah, definitely. Does no one else use this studio during the weekend? How how could other talk shows be in here? And uh, Now, I told Coops. I'm sure Coop got right on it and sent a memo to management. But how could nobody else uh, complain that this thing just falls? Look at this. It's unbelievable. Falls down. They just must sit like robots in the studio and just fix them, leave the microphone well, where it is. To be to be fair, Ben does like to move the microphone around a lot. He it moves on its it, own, Eddie. He grabs it and he clutches it and he yanks it. It and, moves uh, on its own. Stuff. Yeah, I'm not touching it right now. It's hitting my shirt. Right, you but, see that? but you have in the past. You you do. <laughs> Look, see, I got I got see the sound right here. That's I, I see the That's sound. That's because yes. engineering will not fix the microphone. This is because of engineering. I'm moving the microphone back and forth now. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of this sound. Because it has not been fixed. Now is there like now it's, uh, now it's really falling down. Is, See this? Is there like a screw you can uh, tighten to fix it? Is there something we can do? Like well, maybe if there's, there's a screwdriver. Do you have a screwdriver? Looks well, like Phillips there's, there's tools laying around. I'm well, sure. Somebody Pat. wants to bring me a screwdriver. We can try yeah. to fix it right now. We'll see if we can work on that. We'll work on that. Yeah. Why wasn't this fixed over the weekend? I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Well, Friday, Saturday, nothing gets done all on weekends here. I mean, all nothing the, uh, gets done. People are already gone on vacation. Yeah, all the, all the uh, right. higher ups and well, Friday uh, people were here. Friday gone. though, we left Friday during the day. People were here. You're right about Friday, Big Ben. Yeah. Busi- busiest day, uh, uh, flying day of travel the year. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Traffic too. Traffic's bad too. So everybody's gone on vacation. Everyone flew out. I didn't go anywhere. Right here. Me neither. Stumbling and bumbling my way through. All right, we'll take your phone calls. And, uh, of course, I, I will hold the microphone. Do we have, like, a different mic stand? We can change this one out and get a different mic stand? No? Right. No. How no. about switching over to the other mic? I don't like that side. I like, I'm used to my, I sit on this side. I don't sit on the other side. I know that. <laughs> I've always sat on this side since the but, first but day I But would it be here. worth it to sit on the other side so that you would have a mic that did not slide? No. I'd be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm in my comfort zone. I don't like to change my comfort zone. I don't want to go to the other side. I have everything. I know where everything is. I know the mic falls down. That's how it works. Uh, lots of tweets over the weekend about lame jokes. 
A lot of people. Yeah, like, people enjoyed lame jokes. Yeah. They, they liked that a lot. They enjoyed the lame jokes. Apparently, some of it didn't get on the podcast. I don't know why that was, but they were complaining about that. I, I don't know what that's all about. But uh, we helped you out. We gave you the punchline. If you missed the punchline, we gave you the punchline. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Redskins led over the Houston Texans 21 to 20 in the fourth quarter. A late field goal. The last score of the game by the Houston Texans was the difference. So a lot of news coming out of Landover, Maryland. The, the Texans won their seventh straight game. More on that. Continuing a charmed life. We'll get to that later. Houston with that two-point win. They did not cover the spread. The story, though, for much of the, the national football media, all about the Redskins and their loss of Alex Smith done for the season. He Suffered the Theisman. He suffered the Theisman. Smith, he uh, was un- undergoing operation, a medical procedure that's said to be Sunday night. Uh, that's what the Redskins said. A fractured fib- fibula and tibia. Uh, just about as bad as it gets without your, your leg you know, completely pulling apart. It was gut-turning. It was wretched. And it happened on live television. A compound leg fracture in the third quarter for the Washington Redskins against the Houston Texans. And so backup quarterback Colt McCoy came in. Here's Jay Gruden making the announcement about Alex Smith. I haven't seen anything of the injury. I know it was uh, very painful for him and, and uh, you know, heartbreaking for a lot of people. You know, he's a great guy and a hard worker and key leaders on his football team. So these things happen in pro football, unfortunately. Just hate to see him happen to a guy like Alex. But uh, knowing the type of guy he is, I think he'll bounce back. How's he going to bounce back? He's, I mean, let's be realistic here. So Cole McCoy is the Redskins quarterback for the rest of the season. They're going to bring in some other quarterbacks. They're going to have a tryout. You are the Redskins' backup quarterback, and that, that someone will have a job by the end of the day on Monday. They will have signed a quarterback to be the backup. Redskins back in action in a couple of days. So let's talk about this. The question, are the Redskins now doomed? without Alex Smith and having to go with Colt McCoy the rest of the season. And I'm going to vote no on this. Uh, I'm going to vote no that the the Redskins, it doesn't change a whole lot. And it sounds crazy to say that because Alex Smith has been the quarterback all year and was certainly very good with the Chiefs last year. But I'm maintaining my position that the, the Redskins fortunes are not going to end their chances of the postseason because Alex Smith went down. It changes things, but it doesn't end things for the Redskins who find themselves on the wrong end of a two-point loss to the Houston Texans. And you look at the Redskins overall, their overall body of work, and you say they're, they're mediocre, but they're in a division where mediocre is good enough to get to the playoffs. The Redskins are 6-3, and three and still in first place in the NFC East. So my thoughts on the Redskins without Alex Smith, you've got statistical anomalies, advantageous, and Amazon. And we'll tie all together. Now, number one, Alex Smith was not the driving force behind the Redskins' success. Whatever success the Redskins had, which is not much, they were coming into this game 6-2 and two on the year, and they were – the beneficiary of a bunch of turnovers by Tampa Bay, 
the slop that is the Giants, the Cowboys missed field goal at the end. We can go through that list of the charmed life that the Redskins have had. But Alex Smith, again, I mean, they watch the Redskins play. It's like they were not winning these games because Alex Smith was passing for 450 yards and four touchdowns every game. Not to be cold-blooded, but just to approach this honestly, Alex Smith, this season was just another guy for the Redskins. He had regressed, and Washington was winning games in bizarre ways, turnovers. Uh, some games they would be able to run the ball, and they'd put up big running statistics. There were a lot of statistical anomalies that worked in favor of the Redskins winning the six games that they've won. And heading into Sunday, out of all the quarterbacks that had qualified in the NFL, Alex Smith was the 21st-ranked quarterback in the league. He was essentially putting up statistics that were similar to Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott, a couple of guys who aren't very good, right? So the quarterback rating was 90.7. After this game, and he had a couple of turnovers before he his legs snapped like a twig, uh, Alex Smith ends his season and possibly his Redskins career with 10 touchdowns and five interceptions. And so if you said you only have to replace the 21st-ranked quarterback, a quarterback with 10 touchdowns and five interceptions, Colt McCoy should be able to carry that water up the hill. He's not great, but neither was Alex Smith. Colt McCoy likely will take a few more chances. He'll throw a few more interceptions. But the stats, other than that, will be about the same. About the same for Colt McCoy. Got a short week, not a lot of time to think about it. The Redskins come right back on Thanksgiving and play the Dallas Cowboys. And so that game's coming up on Thursday, and so they'll be right back into the frying pan real quick. Now, the second thing, the NFC East is realistically a two-horse race. It's the Redskins and the Cowboys, and those teams, everyone's involved here. Everyone's playing on Thanksgiving, all these, you know, there's so many games because of the, the quick turnaround because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I mentioned the Redskins and Cowboys playing. But if you look at Washington, they have an advantageous schedule the rest of the way, assuming Colt McCoy does not drown, given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback the rest of the season, and just just does average, just as what Alex Smith is doing, average quarterback play. The Redskins, if you look ahead, they, they don't play the Rams. They don't play the Saints. There's no Kansas City on the schedule. Uh, They will be playing mediocre to below average football teams. There's nobody they play the rest of the season that currently has a winning record. Play the Eagles a couple of times. Philly blows. They play them twice. They got the Giants again in Landover, Maryland. Play at Jacksonville. Falling off the face of the earth, the Jags. At the Tennessee Titans, you never know what you're going to get with the Titans. They might play well in that game, but they're certainly capable of vomiting all over the field. And so Washington's 6-4. and four. They've got to find a way to squeeze three more wins. If they can get to 9-7, and seven, which means, what, split with the Eagles, beat the Giants at home, and then you have to win either against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving at Jacksonville or at Tennessee. You do that, you get three more wins, you get in the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. I don't think the, the, the Cowboys are going to get more than nine wins, so if you get to nine wins, it would certainly help to beat the Cowboys, although if you lose, you already beat the Cowboys once at home. So the, the, the top teams that the Redskins play, they play the Cowboys and Titans who are 5-5. Five and five. Those other teams are all 
below 500. You got to get three more wins somewhere along the way. Now, the last observation here uh, it is hard to imagine that Alex Smith is going to return as the Redskins quarterback next season. It's hard to imagine that Alex Smith is going to come back and play. Now, I realize that modern medicine is great, and I've been burned before. I've said that players will not come back that suffer these compound fractures, and then they come back and play. But you have to think that all things being equal, that Dan Snyder is going to be shopping on Thanksgiving and then, of course, Black Friday, and he'll be on Amazon looking for a deal to try to find a quarterback. And, and going forward, Alex Smith was supposed to be a stopgap anyway. Let's be realistic. Alex Smith was going to be here for a couple of years with the Redskins, and then they were going to go out and get somebody else. Now it looks like it's going to be a one and done. Joe Theismann, I realize it was a million years ago, but Joe Theismann never played another NFL game after his leg snapped. That was it. That 85 game against Lawrence Taylor, that was the final game of Joe Theismann's career. Now, Theismann was 36 years old. Alex Smith is 34. He turns 35 in May. And yes, the doctors have improved. They haven't regressed. They've gotten better. They understand how to treat these things and what's required in the recovery and all that. But Alex Smith is going to have a very tough road to hoe coming back after that gruesome injury. And even if he does come back, if you look at the Redskins situation, does he come back and is he ready to go week one? Of the 2019 season, I mean, do the math on this. We're we're in middle November. Let's say he had the operation on Sunday night, and you've got December, January, February, uh, March, April, May, June. That's seven months, and then training camp opens up in July. So you're saying in eight months he's going to be ready for training camp when his leg was snapped in half like a Kit Kat. I mean, are you really telling me he's going to be ready to go in eight months? So if he's not ready in eight months, then it's a slow. Is he ready for the opening of the season? Probably not. So the Redskins will go elsewhere. I got a name for it. I got a name for it for the Redskins. Joe Flacco, next Redskins quarterback. No, no, think about it. Let me make my elevator pitch for Joe Flacco. Savvy veteran. Super Bowl champion. He's familiar with he's familiar with the region. Yeah, he's familiar with the region, which is a reach over with the Ravens. But he's a veteran. You can get him on the cheap. The, the Ravens are moving on at the end of the year. They're going to give this to Lamar. Lamar Jackson will be the the Ravens quarterback. So it opens up a path for Flacco to go elsewhere. He's going to want to go somewhere he has a chance to start. And there's also the the possibility that Alex Smith, because of his contract might not want to come back and play. Like This could turn out to be a career-ending injury uh, for Alex Smith. Now, meanwhile, before we forget, we must, again, add another, another mark, hang another star on the Redskins' resume. Deshaun Watson sucked at a time he should not have sucked, and the Texans still won the game. He had a quarterback rating of 72.9, he had a couple of interceptions in this game, Watson. Barely got over 200 yards. He looked like, no! looked like Dak Prescott. Maybe if he was practicing instead of blocking talk show hosts on Twitter during the bye week, he would have performed better. 
in this game. So we can chalk another one up. Now, again, the, the Texans have won seven straight games. Every one of them has got a mark next to the text for the win. It started with the game against the Colts. That was the game Frank Reich decided I would rather lose than tie, handing the game on a silver platter to the Texans. That began this. Then it was Buffalo, and that was Nathan Peterman, the late pick six that handed the game to the Texans. So that's another one. Blake Bortles fumbled twice in the first half, got benched. That was the game Bortles got benched in the Texans game against Jacksonville. Brock Osweiler then on a Thursday night game stunk up the joint for the Dolphins. The following game against the Broncos, Brandon McManus missed a game-winning field goal attempt as time ran out. All these things, all the stars have aligned for the Texans. And now you can add another one. After the bye week, the Redskins and Texans and Alex Smith suffers the Joe Theismann leg injury. With the Redskins leading in that game, the Theismann injury happens to the starting quarterback of the Redskins, Alex Smith. So I'd be very concerned. If you play the Texans upcoming, I would be very worried. Not that the Texans are that good, because they're not, but they are certainly living the charmed life here. It's insane. All these things have lined up in a row for the Houston Texans. I mean, and you, you wonder, is, is Marcus Mariota? Now he's got to miss that game. Mariota was injured in the Titans' spineless performance against the Colts. So this means that he's got to be out, right? Like you got to assume that Mariota's going to be out the way things have gone for the Houston Texans. Now we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Like you said, it was a million years ago that Theismann got hurt. Actually, according to the internet, which never lies, 33 years to the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theismann, uh, uh, that means Theismann broke his leg, and, and he was he nothing. was in attendance there at the uh, at the stadium. Well, yeah, because he's that game. a paid Redskins advisor. He gets paid to go to these games. He's an advisor. Yes, he's on the payroll of Dan Snyder. He does the pe- the preseason I thought he was a, thought he was a uh, media guy. He just hasn't been in the media in years. Really? He, yeah, you know he doesn't do Sunday night games anymore. I yeah I know that. Yeah. What what media job does Joe Theismann? He hasn't been I in the media in years. I thought he was doing years. something locally. There. No, he's not doing. He's a shill for the Redskins. He's a PR guy for the Redskins, is what Theismann is. Kind of like Eric Dickerson for the Rams. Is Dickerson on the payroll with the Rams? Is he actually getting paid? I think he might be. Really? I don't yeah. know about that. I know Theismann though is. I know Theismann is. Uh, he's a uh, paid ambassador for the Washington Redskins. But yeah, they were making a big deal. That's apathenia, you know that thing where people look for connections where they aren't where there aren't really connections. Like you know, there's some kind of curse if you're a Redskins quarterback and you play on November 18th, <laughs> you're going to have your legs snapped in half. I, I don't think that's. I don't think people that's are looking, accurate. No, it's part. It's part of the human condition. Apophenia is the term that you're getting at. It's like who cares? It's just a coincidence. It doesn't matter. It's a coincidence. I, you still don't think that that's interesting that on the same date, at all. on it's the same a, date, the same starting quarterback eh. of the same team breaks his leg? Nah, it doesn't matter. It, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's an interesting fact. It's interesting because you you suffer from apophenia. I don't. I never even heard that word before. Well, look Me it either. up. Yeah, look it up. You, I'll, you, I'll educate you, two idiots. A P O P H E N I A. Yes, Professor Didn't even graduate from junior college. Apophenia. I'm smarter than you, dopes. You fall into all these traps all the time. 
It's the human. Oh my God! There's some kind of weird thing going on because uh, you know November 18th, and you're a Redskins yes, quarterback. Yes, yes, there's nothing. There's nothing interesting about that happening on the same date. You're right. It's a coincidence. Who cares? things happen all the time? There's 365 days. Some years there's 366. If it's a leap year, and these things line up, you play enough years, and the years pile up and add up, and these things happen. Who doesn't enjoy a bisexual? Come on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And third degree. We begin a new week of the third degree. The Koopa Loop is in the catbird seat. There was a report that surfaced this weekend that Carmelo Anthony may not find a new team until February. Ben, when do you think he'll land with a new team? Uh, Carmelo, he's going to wait. He's going to be on ice December 15th. Between December 15th and January 1st on my big board, Carmelo will find a new team. And I'll tell you why. A, that is the date when Melo can be traded. The Rockets have him in the gulag for now. And they will trade him for peanuts for a second-round pick when he becomes eligible. That's the smart money. Now, where does he end up? I maintain that LeBron James is going to make the call here. He is going to muscle up and say, hey, we want this guy. And the fact that LeBron said over the weekend, well, I'm not in charge, tells you that he's in charge, tells you that he's in charge of the Laker organization. Melo has a house in L.A. He and LeBron go back to their high school days. It Everything lines up. Everything lines up. It's the most obvious landing spot with a wink and a nod to Miami and D-Wade. Follow the banana boat. Follow the banana boat, and it's headed towards Los Angeles. Next! After the Packers lost to the Seahawks, rumors started to swirl about Mike McCarthy's job security. On Friday, he avoided questions about being on the hot seat. Ben, do you think McCarthy survives the season? Yes, yes. The Packers will not fire Mike McCarthy no matter how much we whine, complain, and bellyache. The Packers mathematically are still alive in the NFC, and because of that, the convoluted NFC and the the Packers, a game under 500, but they're right in the midst of it with Seattle, Dallas, the Vikings are the last team in there, so they got a shot. But the Packers, the way this goes, number one, the Packers are a conservative enough franchise that they won't make the in-season change. It's also the unique setup. They're the community-owned team. uh, That It's not your traditional setup for American sports. And then the second thing about this, if I'm running the Packers, I make the change after the season. I would have already made the change two weeks ago, but they're obviously not going to do that. Green Bay has been a stagnant franchise. The offense, even with Aaron Rodgers, you know, they haven't been great. They're not getting, he's not getting younger. The Packers have settled into a second-tier contender status. Next. Now, the Washington Huskies retired their mascot over the weekend. A new Husky will take its place, but it made me wonder, Ben, which mascot in sports do you think needs to be retired permanently? Yeah. Well, I, I know. They're just exchanging the dogs because the dog has a lifespan, right. and then they have to bring in the new dog. But first thing is, we have too many schools with bulldogs, eagles, tigers, wildcats. Stop that. When I run college sports, you have to have a unique mascot. Secondly, we need more anteaters, banana slugs, jackrabbits, fighting pickles. We need more schools like that. Uniqueness matters. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this. That is a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line on screen radio. This was all about we take calls as they come in unsolicited. You are the expert. You are the advisor. This is the think tank of the radio. You do not realize the influence you have. You are here to educate. You are here to help. And who needs our help this week? Well, there's a lot of possibilities. The entire Philadelphia Eagle roster with their performance there. But having seen the leg or what's left of the leg of Alex Smith, this is a no-brainer. Your advice to Alex Smith of the Redskins, whose leg literally went snap, crackle, pop in the Redskins game against the Houston Texans, a leg break reminiscent of Joe Theismann over 30 years ago. So what is your advice to Alex Smith, the Redskins quarterback? You're live on the air. When you hear my voice, we'll start out with you on line one. Hello, line one. Your advice to Alex Smith, line one. Tell him to hire Kurt, uh, Colt McCoy's agent because, man, that guy's still in the league? Yeah, he's getting paid. <laughs> line two, you're on the air. Advice to Alex Smith. Hello, line two. Roberto, put the lotion in the basket. Line three, you're on the air. 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line three. You got to get a job. Get a job. No, Weed Man doesn't want to get a job. Why should he get a job? Line, uh, you, you're next. Hello, you're on the air. Go, sir. Oh, it's Donald. Donald, any advice to Alex Smith? I don't know what to do about that. Okay, thank you. Call back, Donald. That's my duck. Big fan of yours. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Thank you for calling line one. Would you go to you? Line two, you're next. Hello, line two. Oh, that was a guy doing I, it, the Roberto thing, but we couldn't hear him, so you got to call back. You're next. 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to Alex Smith. Hello, you. Have you seen my baseball? Yes, I have seen your baseball, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. I was hoping you would call. Uh, we, we haven't talked to you in a little while. Your baseball is actually in the innards of the turkey. So on Thanksgiving, when that turkey gets cooked up, if you put your hand inside the turkey, that's where your baseball is. Thank you, Ben Miller. All right, thank you. Go away. Yeah, yes. Uh, you are next. Hello, sir. You're next. Advice to Alex Smith. He should contact Brett Favre and get a hold of some of that copper fit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, random line. Oh, hi, Ben. Oh, it's Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. Well, first of all, Ryan Howard's 39 today. The Jonestown Massacre was 40 years ago yesterday, and Ryan and uh, he lost his place. You're, hey, where are the white women hello, at? Hello, you. You're next on Fox Sports Radio. Go. They shoot horses for that injury. All right. Wow. That's not that's not wrong. They do. <laughs> He's not wrong on that. Line two, you're on the air. Advice to Alex Smith of the Redskins. He broke his leg. Go join the Patriots. You don't need legs. The refs will help you win. All right. Stop that, you lunatic. <laughs> you nut job. Line three, you're next. Go. He needs to be like Peyton Manning because Manning's the best ever. Oh, there's that guy. There you go. We haven't heard from Pencil Neck Ray. Hello, line five. Yeah, he should first thing first consume some cannabis and kill that pain. There you go. That's the key. We'll do one more. Hurry up, Coop. Pick a line, any line you want. Last call for Alex Smith. 
Line one. Line one. Your advice to Alex Smith, line one. I fell asleep in prison and my butt hurt. All right, there it is. Fine Got to go. Really good. There's a pill for that. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.